Welcome to the Designers Business Community Podcast, where Eric will be having conversations with other designers and share ideas, struggles, and tips relating to their businesses. Building a business could feel isolating, and that's exactly why we want to have these conversations to help you in your journey. Now sit back, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, I'm Eric Lee of Starfish Coaching. And in episode 16 of my Designers Business Community Podcast, I want to have a conversation with those designers out there that are thinking of starting their own business and share with you five tips of starting your own design business successfully. Some of you may know that I founded and still operate my own award-winning house design and interior design firm. It's called Victoric Design Build and you can check out my work at victoric.com. This channel is for my business coaching focused on helping creatives and designers. So I thought it'd be good to share with you how I start my own interior design business. I established my own design business in 1997, which feels like a long time ago. I actually did not start doing interior design in the beginning of my career because I was trained in architecture. But my first job out of school was working in an interior design firm. And after that, I was fortunate enough to continue working with a few other commercial interior designers while still doing my residential architecture design with my own company. So you can say that I was self-taught in interior design, but I definitely had some amazing mentors that I apprenticed under. Having a natural talent for design anyways, it was not hard for me to transition from architecture to interior design. The first few years of starting my design firm was tough for a few reasons. I didn't have anyone to teach me about business. Design school was good, but it did not prepare me to run a business. Most people like myself find it out the hard way. The other reason was that I started really young and although I got some jobs very early on, I was struggling building credibility given my young age. I was only 18 when I designed my first house and it was possible because it was my own family home. I was fortunate enough that my family was in the construction industry and did some small developments. So of course, they promoted me to their personal network. I was around 20 when I did my first outside client project. I still remember those early consultations. Many clients must have looked at me and wondered in their mind, can this young kid really design a house? It didn't help that my Asian genes made me look like I was a teen. Because I started so young in my career, I struggled with building credibility in my clients' eyes. I remembered in my late 20s, I actually tried to dye my hair gray to look a bit older, but it didn't turn out the way I hoped. Instead of getting that Richard Gere salt and pepper look, my jet black hair was impossible to dye, so it ended up being blonde instead, which made me look more like a young punk rocker. It gave me the opposite result for building my credibility. But I digress. So I start my own design firm, like many others, because I felt I was good at it. But I would say that after the first few years of honing my skills as a designer, the rest of the years were dedicated to learning how to grow a business and how to manage a team. I start with residential architecture design, but because of my learnings in the commercial interior design industry, it was a natural progression for me to provide interior design services alongside the house designs that I did for my clients. I guess in that sense, I was fortunate because I did not have to look for new interior design projects. Instead, it was an add-on service to my existing design business. So that was how I started my business. And there were definitely peaks and valleys along the way of building my business, many of it. I'll share that with you on future videos. But to help those of you who are thinking of starting your own business, here are five super important tips for when you start your business. 
One, your personal network will be your best sources for your first project. So my advice here is for when you start, tell all your personal networks what you're doing. Don't be too proud to share because they will be your first and biggest fans. And more likely than not, your first job will be coming from them. Think about it. Who else would give a chance to a newcomer with no experience to show for? That's essentially the situation you'd be in when you first start. So go ahead and spread the word to your friends and family and their networks and their friends. Two, do what it takes to get some early experience. Building credibility for your business is critical to get some early traction. When you're dealing with an intangible business like design, people want to know that you've done it before. So if you don't have a past project you can point on, it's very hard to build credibility for your work. So I would recommend that you get some early projects under your belt, no matter how you do it. This could be doing pro bono projects, maybe for friends or family. It could also be doing it for a lower fee to pick up some experience. It could also be doing work for a nonprofit society. There are many creative ways that you can do this, but the main message here is not to worry so much about the profits of your first couple projects because the experience that you pick up and you can show for that will pave the path for more future work. Three, Build your portfolio early. Assuming you can get a few early projects under your belt, then don't forget to take photos because otherwise you still don't have anything to show for it. I made this mistake in the beginning. People want to see visual evidence that you've done what you said. Photos and client testimonials are the best way to do this. It doesn't have to be professional photos as long as you have something to show. It's better than nothing. Like I said, this was probably my biggest mistake in the beginning was not collecting my portfolio. I probably did like five to eight houses before I got smart and took photos of them to show prospective clients. Four, don't be afraid to find your niche. Many designers start out thinking that they need to satisfy all kinds of clients and take all kinds of projects because of that scarcity mindset, which is totally understandable. It's human nature. If you don't have many projects already, then of course you don't want to be selective. But my tip here is to start finding your niche as soon as you can afford to be selective. There are many reasons for this and probably too long for this episode, but until you can be clear with who you are and who you want to serve, your ideal client will not show up. Subscribe to my channel and I'll do a future episode dedicated specifically to this point. Five, learn about business as soon as you can. Most designers start their own business because they feel that they're good at what they do and they don't want to work for someone. Then they fall into two traps. One, if they start their business without the focus of making it successful, then essentially what they did was bought themselves a really expensive job. There are so much more risks with running your own business that if you have no focus of making it successful, you are better off getting yourself a job. In that way, you at least don't have to carry any risks and you still get paid. So you can ask any business owner and they'll tell you that you'd be lucky to get paid in the first few years of building a business. The second trap and big misconception is that just because you are good at your craft doesn't mean that you will be good at building a business for it. Most people don't understand that they are two completely different things. You are trained in interior design, but running a business actually requires that you get trained in, well, running a business. And like I said, design school doesn't teach you this. So my advice here is to get some business training as soon as you can when you start your own business. It will save you years of learning on your own, which is essentially what I did, and it will allow you to avoid costly mistakes as you build and grow your business. So I hope you enjoyed listening to my journey in starting my own design business. Most of all, I hope that my five tips 
are valuable to you as you go down your journey. If you're thinking of starting your own business, then I would recommend going to my Designers Business Academy website where you can download a free checklist to make sure that you have what it takes to start your business. If you're unsure, then you can also take my free readiness assessment to see if you're ready. My goal is to help the next generation of aspiring designers to find their success. I'm Eric Lee and I can turbocharge your success. Thanks for listening to the Designers Business Community Podcast. For more conversations with designers, please follow our podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. You can also join our Facebook group to connect with other designers near you. For business success tips, you can visit our Starfish Coaching YouTube channel. And for more information about our online courses for design businesses, please visit our website at starfishcoaching.net.